What's going on, everybody? This is Grego here with Boulder Culture. Hey, hey, quick question. Should we name this show? Should, should it be more than just Boulder Culture? I, I, I don't know. If we do come up with a name, we'll have one. What, 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 what you got in mind, man? Because I know you've been thinking about this. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, I, I, I think, uh, what did I say? Uh, kicking culture? Kicking, kicking it culture. Uh, just kicking it. Uh-huh. That's a good one. Um, kick about. I think I said kick about. Kick about. Culture rap. Culture rap. <laughs> I actually, I actually kind of dig that one, but yeah, man. But anyway, it's, of course, we're here for the cultures. Grego, Coach Tony, Ringo. Our main man is back in the house. The CEO. <laughs> Special guest. Special guest. Hey, what, what's good with you, man? Man, it's, it's great to be back. Welcome, welcome back, my budgering. Welcome, know, welcome back, man. Welcome, man. welcome back. Man, it's been a crazy day. Just just a day alone. Of course, we we've had no MLS games the past the past week. We've had international games going on with the uh, U.S. team games all over the place. I think uh, our guys uh, Joseph and and uh, Amaran they're probably playing as we speak right now uh, with their national teams. But uh, it's, it's, uh, it's been a lot that's been going on. And uh, what's, what's, what y'all been up to? Man, just getting ready for Thanksgiving. That's it. Just preparing, cooking, getting ready to eat a lot of food, go to my daddy's house. That's about it, man. Have y'all, do y'all do fried turkey? Listen. Man, I, I, I hey, had the it moment of silence for that fried turkey. I've, I've, I've that. had it, uh-huh. but I haven't had it as like at my house. Okay. But I've had it. It is delicious, man. man I mean, anything's oh, fried. Anyway. Fried Oreos are great. <laughs> fried, I'll take fried Reese's. We in the south. <laughs> Whenever you fry anything in the south, it's much it's like, better. For the longest time, you know, of course, you know, you, you you have like the baked turkeys and everything. But when you try a fried turkey oh, fry, man. you oh, can't go wrong. Let me see. You, man, boy, you can go wrong on how you do it, though. As you that's, see that's in the video. Burnt, it's only yeah. you burn. It's only you catch your backyard on fire. That's <laughs> going wrong point. by how you do it. But the end product, once it's done. If it's done right, bruh. Yeah. man, your stomach will love you for life on that Everything's one, better fried, man. But yeah, man, of course, uh, like I said, a lot, lot of stuff's been happening. Just in today alone, of course, uh, the, the U.S. national team, they had... Uh, two friendlies the past week. First one was against England. Uh, today they played Italy, and for the most part, you know, kind of sucked. It was boo boo. It was a little rough. It was rough out there. I mean, cause cause last week, you know, we we ran into uh, England. It wasn't even like really that like their their main their main team like that. You know, they they were kind of just like you know gave, they kind of gave us their own version of a young squad. And they smoked us good three three but, but let, let's let's for the culture. Okay. Three brothers scored in that game for England. That's not on the US side, but on the English oh, side. We can score shit. Not on the US side. But on the English side, three brothers. Now England yeah. has their issues with their own race relations and everything with yeah. soccer and everything. We ain't gonna talk about their coaching parts that they the lack of black coaches in England. We're not gonna mm. talk about that. But they, they, they need—they just need English coaches at this point. Like, <laughs> yeah, to yeah, them black. yeah. But the fact that three young brothers score, first of all, JL, Jesse Lingard, yeah, bam, yeah. bam, that's my boy. Mm-hmm. And then we had um, Callum. He had—he he scored on his debut. debut. Yeah, yeah, that was his debut. He scored yeah. on his debut. You know, and shouts out to Reggie. You know, Bournemouth guy. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Reggie will be here next week. Matter of fact, like we we got we got a a special guest, special interview. Reggie McKee, our the capo from Footy Mob, he will be in the house uh, uh, joining us, uh, talking about you know the culture, talking about soccer, talking about you know being a capo, you know being there on stage, you know every game because like you know he brings the sauce like every, like every game and and the WTF Bournemouth fan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Super random. What's Black, that Black like? Cherry. <laughs> what is this? This is Black Cherry. That's his name. <laughs> I'm just, hey, man. But you know what? Like, he, he picked it and stuck with it and loves it. And, you know, and shouts out to Callum for scoring yeah. that debut. Yeah. You know, so it, it was good for the culture yeah. to see brothers on the other side of the pond. Yeah, yeah. But, rap. but like, to talk about, like, uh, go ahead. Go shot. But, yeah, talk about, like, the U.S. team. Like, I mean, you, you've heard us complain about it episode after episode. It, it really felt like a bunch of individuals playing in a Sunday league. I mean, we couldn't get it together. Like, even uh, Pulisic, he came out and said, like, yo, we have to do better. It doesn't make sense. Like, we don't have a coach, yes. But we need to actually play with a little bit of pride out there. And, like, after England scored, like, that second goal, it's just everyone deflated. Like, Bobby Wood just quit running. Like, I just, I just honestly, I don't see Bobby Wood in the future of the U.S. national team. Like, but he's not getting playing time, so maybe that's why he don't have the confidence. Like, a striker needs confidence. In but my thing is, like, we have to also check our expectations as far as how this team was going to perform. As mm -hmm. far as, like, you know, we talk about the minutes played. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if you look at Pulisic, he's getting – Fewer amount of minutes at Dortmund. Yeah, I mean he produces. He's playing he, in Champions League, yes, but he as far as when he gets his time, it's that you know, it's it's like you will see him feature one game. He'll come off the bench in another, and of course, when he gets in, he gets money. It's just that for some reason, it's it's not a not a every match type of thing, and it's it's, it's kind of weird, like when you think about it. But he is also like he's not the norm for that. You know, he's outside the norm. Everybody else too is. You know the minutes aren't there as yeah. far as you know yeah. at the high level, especially those in, the guys in Europe like that. Like it's you know because just like how we talked about you know in I think it was like our uh, last episode. Matter of fact, you have guys who they're up there. They they'll make the squad. They'll right. be on the bench. Right. But you know, of course, you probably won't. They probably won't get off the bench. They'll probably just be there. Yep. And just like just that level of. Getting being a being a guy that's still coming from the academy, getting making the first team, being on the bench, and then actually you know becoming a regular squad player, and then finally starting regular like that's a whole process to itself. And so, and that's what I'm saying. Like even like today, when they played Italy, mm -hmm. the Italy squad was like a B team basically of young players as well. That that was a really interesting game because I think that the. Uh, both with the U.S. and with Italy, you know, we're They're kind of trying to prove something. We're both in like similar positions because, yeah. of course, uh, Italy didn't make the World Cup last year for like the first time in like basically since dinosaurs. Yeah. And you know they're trying to rebuild it as well. Right. And so I think that you you had a case of where you have two teams that are trying to figure things out. Yeah. And you know for the most part, you know, like. Both teams had their moments, but it wasn't until like at the at literally the last the last minute of the game that, yeah. uh, that that something finally happened. At least scored and, and were able to win the game one 0 But I think that from uh, from what you were saying about Pulisic's comments, like it goes back to what we've been we've been saying pretty much since we started the show. It's like if there's no permanent coach in place, you're basically just calling people up, you know, saying hey, you know, let's see how you how you do at this level. But there's no 
There's no there's long no plot. There's, there's no, no plot. Vision. There's no plot. Yeah. For U.S. or Italy? U.S. For the U.S. U.S. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole, di- whole different. Italy. What's bail or to the fruity? But that vision would come like you would think we have a technical director. We should have some playing style without a coach, right? Yeah. We should have some semblance of a playing style that could carry over from Klinsman, that can carry over somebody. Mm-hmm. It just seems like it's just a Sunday league. It's a bunch of am- like it feels like a bunch of amateurs playing together, but there's no cohesion. And I think it's because our core right now are mm-hmm. so spread out. They don't really know each other. I mean, now, that's why honestly I think January guys, camp is going to help our team. I think a lot of these guys, they you know, they play together like, you know, on on youth teams and everything, but of course, you know, Going from the youth team to the to the senior team is a whole different oh, beast. Yeah. And what you ultimately do, like I said, like with no vision, you're pretty much, you know, you, like I said, it, it is like a Sunday league where you just kind of you're you're running out there for 90 minutes, and you're saying, okay, I might, uh, you know, I might get another call up, you know, in a couple of months. I might not. I don't know because like said, when you have when you're dealing with the interim coach, you know. I said like the 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 plot isn't there, the vision isn't there, because you don't know like when they, when they do decide to hire a permanent coach, they might say like, hey, what y'all did last year, and we 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 ain't going that way. We we doing something different. Well, let me let me let me interject with that. Like, so everybody who's talking about the vision as far as the U.S. team goes, mm-hmm. everybody's talking about like, well, we gotta have, you know, if you look at today's game. As far as like stat wise, possession, I think it was like 70 30 almost as far as possession. Yeah. And I think as far as what we're expecting with the player personnel that we have within our pool, mm-hmm. are we okay with being a type of national team that doesn't possess well? Because like we don't have the technical ability. The players out there right now don't have the technical ability to be a ticket taka passing a ball around mm-hmm. type of situation. All we want of those, we pack it in defensively, counterattack maybe, and hope to score when we can, and just do that well. Yes, because we have we have we have great goalkeepers. Even what's the name had a goal, a great game today. Yeah, Horvath yeah, did good. He had a great game today. Yeah, I mean, if it weren't for him, the game would have been four or five nothing easily. Yeah, yeah. you know, and so. But, that's, are we okay with that? That's our identity. Since I follow U.S. soccer, we are absorb the pressure, counter. That is our model. And then we suck when we try to play everyone else's game. So, let's go with that further. Yeah. It pisses me off even more that we didn't contact Tata. And the reason why is because what does Tata do well with Lane Knight is he has them high press all the time. Yeah. And the times that U.S. did well is when they high press. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're, you know, when you high press, you're you're just like in basketball when you press them when you're hoping they're gonna make mistakes. Yeah. And everything like that. So the fact that when we had those presses and we weren't there for those moments to make to you know pounce on their mistakes, we have to realize that our strengths are not in possessing the ball. Yeah. We are not that type of team. Mm-hmm. So the fact that if we press well and we tighten it up in the back, part the bus even, you know, mm-hmm. we get a little more Jose style in there. If we do that and press one, I think that if we just accept that as our identity and whatever coach or whoever comes in, you know, they know that that's what we're going to do. Because we're not going to possess. We're not We're not there yet. What you, there. what you think? I was going to uh, take it to 
Well, I, I was stuck on a point where we were, you know, talking previously as far as like the, the position of the program and where we are. And just thinking about the the uh, tactics mm -hmm. and where we are, the, the personnel. Um, and there's so many question marks as far as like our, our coaching and the direction of the team. And thinking about the, the players and the personnel is almost like what type of incentive is it for them to want to, you know, give, like just looking at the effort on the field and looking at how we're playing, like, I mean, you know, like what, what incentive I mean, is it for them to draw? No, no that's no funny, purpose, no, because, like, all right, so today's game, mm -hmm. look at the energy that the Italian national team had mm -hmm. versus the United States singing the national anthem. Like Italy, this like it feels like passion, yeah. yeah, it's like there is no passion in the players today because they all really don't live in America. Their daddy was a serviceman and knocked up a German <laughs> woman. You know what I mean? But they're American by Damn. blood. You know, Damn. hey, it's, hey, we keep it real here. Damn. So it's like they're not it, like I don't want to sound like that guy, but it just don't no, you're that feel. Guy right I am that guy. <laughs> it, I fucking. It's like there is no passion when it comes to playing for this team of like of national teams from past. So these kids are like, you know what? I was never going to make the German national team or I was never going to make, you know, the, the English national team or something like that. So fuck it. I'm going to play for the USA. You know what I mean? And that's kind of the vibe. They, and that's the vibe to me it feels from this team. But like, that's why we really need a coach like that's really going to like instill like, I don't know, it's national pride or something like that to say, you know what? I'm, I only play for my national team once every couple of months. Let me give it my all. Yeah, you know what we need? Just simply put it, we just need to hashtag insert culture. vision you basically like just like how Pulisic was saying like you have guys that basically you know they're playing hopefully hoping that they get caught up again like I said there's no real drive it's like you're just hoping like you so you, you go out there you play and you hope that okay maybe he comes back maybe he's gone and someone else is in here like you like you you're basically have gone the past 13 months saying that you know you're just hoping for the best you know and I think that you know, we have the Gold Cup uh, next summer, and, you know, it, it goes back to the fact that, especially after the World Cup, you should have had someone in there as soon as possible to say, okay, this is our vision going forward. Well, okay, so you talk about that. I mean, Technical we, director. we all, we, we are all kind of leaning towards the fact that it's probably going to be Burhalter. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, if we know that it's going to be Burhalter. Why was he there? Before? Thank you. Yeah, that's 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 always been my big question. Because he was trying to save the crew. <laughs> <laughs> now that he saved the crew, Captain America, right. he saved the crew. Uh, right. <laughs> but no, because like, I think I think we posed a question like back uh, I think on our first episode. You know, is because MLS and US Soccer have such a cl close buddy buddy relationship, more than friends in, in a lot of cases. Very incestuous. <laughs> you know. It's almost like like U.S. Soccer said, okay, we'll let you guys, you know, finish out the season. I'm like, no, like you got needs that you need to be taken care of sooner rather than later, and you're basically saying, okay, we're going to take a backseat to a club team. And I'm like, whether it's Real Madrid, 
whether it's Columbus Crew, whether it's uh, Pyeongchang Dragons in Korea. It doesn't matter. You know, like if you have a shouts out Korea. <laughs> if you got a if you have a national team issue, like that has to that has to take priority. At least at least it should at least to me. And you're basically saying like, like hey, we, we can afford to you know sit back for a bit and, and be patient. I'm like no, you got like you just missed a World Cup. You get, you're, and you're dealing and you're dealing with a very shallow talent pool. You got an issue you need to take care of right now. Do you think that we um, once we figure out this coaching coaching situation, mm -hmm. do you think that there is a sense of urgency that will be uh, realized finally within this entire system. I hope so. Yeah, because we're dragging our feet. You know, personally, in so many different ways. Personally, U.S. soccer makes so much money on the youth game. I personally don't think there is an urgency because you're always going to have kids that's going to want to play soccer on Saturday. Mama going to shell out that five hundred plus dollars for the little Tommy to play. Ooh. So, you know, that goes, we could do an episode of pay to play. Like, but it's like, so U.S. soccer is getting funded from that. So there is no urgency to, for them to perform in the National League mm -hmm. state because people are going to show up to national team games because they want to say, I love America, because we're like that here in America. There is no media that's critical on them that's putting pressure on these guys. It's been more so, critical than it has been before. But it, of course, I mean, it's, who's it's critical? critical? Alexi Lawless? That's it. That's like it's been more curved than it has been before. Because you're still talking about okay, we went from a one to a three. You know, you still got about about seven more to go. Where yeah. it's like before it really gets amped up, and you know, if like I said, once it, once the coach gets hired, I heard it, it might finally come next week. Our our, our no, long we, national yeah, week, week might yeah. might finally um, be over. We can finally sh shut down the countdown. But you know, I think that. The those first couple months, you know, when the coach gets hired, I mean, like you, like you got the, like, I, I think because it, the hire wasn't made in August, it's you're kind of you have to be, you have to get on it by default. At least, at least you should. Whereas, we're like we'll see, we'll see how things go in the January camp and see how things go from there. Yeah, but like to kind of move the, like the, the conversation along. I mean, somebody came to U.S. Soccer. Oh, oh, 06. You, you know, like somebody came to soccer, U.S. soccer, was like, yo, I want to do the job. And U.S. soccer was like, we good, champ. nah, beloved, I'm good. You know, so it's like. Our, our main man in Spain. Who, who came? Who came? Julian Lepetegui. Say Spell it again. Spell it. Spell it. Hold on. We ain't got that much time. <laughs> but, you know. Uh, he came to U.S. Soccer and said, "Hey, like, I, I even though I just lost my job at Real Madrid, you know, I, I want to see about your national team." And said, "No, nah, they were like, nah, we good. I mean, good, I mind we're you, good. I mind you, we you good.' Know? So that means the <laughs> fact that they said we good, <laughs> we good. That blows my mind. We Man, good. If, if, if you so, saw, who if you do saw, you have? So Y'all know. If you saw our our Twitter account uh, at FTC UTD today, when that came out, uh, Grant Wall reported." A that story uh, earlier today, man, just if there was little smoke coming through <laughs> my ears, bruh, like how do you just say no to the? Cause mind you, before all the all the shit happened with Real Madrid, like this this dude led Spain to undefeated for two years straight, and 
I mean, he had stallions, him. though. He did. I mean, you got stallions and everything. But, it, it, but it goes back to what we were talking about during our first episode. You know, like, there's some coaches who are better made for national team coaching, and there's some coaches who are better made for, for club team there's coaching. There's also some coaches who are better made for just having stallions. Could yeah. a Phil Jackson coach the Atlanta well, Hawks now? But he has stallions. Could a Phil Jackson coach the Atlanta Hawks now? But he had stallions at Madrid, and he couldn't get it done. You know? <laughs> I mean, he didn't have Ronaldo anymore. Yeah, I mean, he's the best player in the game. Yeah. But, but, you, but when he was at Spain, you had probably the golden age, the golden yeah. generation of Spain. Of Spain's team. Ever. Yeah. Ever. So it's like if he didn't win, he would. Look, that just shows how serious U.S. soccer takes his program. they rather get juice boxes in Orange Field. Well, yeah, the, the politics of it is ridiculous. I mean, yeah. it goes back. U.S. soccer is it's, it's a country club. Yeah, it's it literally is a country club, and the fact that one president replaced the other president in the same kind, the same genetic makeup, yeah, we're going to have the same issues from day one. So yeah. I have no hopes for it. No, I don't either. I, I have no I've, hopes. I've, I've never said that. You know, I, I've always tried to be. You know, keep a positive outlook on U.S. soccer. But God, you're better I, than me. I, I, and I'm, I'm the Buddhist one. <laughs> and. But after seeing that today, I was like, wow, that just blew my mind. I'm like, because like I said, like, you know, he's had success on the national team level. Of course, you know, they, they kicked him out before he could really do anything at the World Cup. But, you know, undefeated for two years still, that's nothing to sneeze at. Nope. And, you know, you're going to tell me that yeah. you're going to take that for, you know, Burhoff has been decent at, at Columbus Crew, but you know, I think that for the most part, I'm going to take the guy that at least has a has a, 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 a more known he's track proven. record. He's proven. He's proven. He's he's proven at that level, and like it really, actually, like I think that if there was any you know doubt about Burhalter, assuming he's the guy, actually, like I I think that knowing what we know now, it's going to be like okay, you could have had this. Could have this dude over here. Well, it, yeah. it, it's almost sound like we built the wall when you're in soccer. <laughs> but we built the wall. <laughs> we don't want four. Like seriously, am I Let's wrong? go. <laughs> Did, we build the wall? Yeah. Did we not build the wall? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we said no Listen. to Tata because they were talking about like no Spanish speaking. Yeah, and now we have a, a Spaniard. Like, but I mean, yeah. I mean, but you have to think about it. The the, the do you want Colin or do you want English? I'm like, like which one do you want? <laughs> Right. No, no, but it's like let's <laughs> let's take our league. Like you know, this this for the culture podcast. We talk a lot about MLS, you know, but we've had a huge exodus of like quality coaches out of our league. So mm -hmm. it's it, it's not you know, in, in my opinion, it's it, there's not much there's not much quality being able to be groomed to become the next U.S. national team coach, and that's why all of us kind of feel we should look elsewhere. I mean, we've lost in MLS this season five coaches. Yeah. Like, five good coaches have left this league. One went for not even the head coach. Himself. Yeah, this one took, this one, I mean, Jesse Marsh left Red Bulls to go clean boots and got dang Germany. Equipment man. Like, like, he left, like, a head coach job for that. So that, I don't know if that says a lot about, you, like, U.S. soccer. That says a lot about MLS. But it's like, you can look at it negative or you can look at it like, yo, People are looking at coaching quality in MLS and they say, yo, they're doing something great over here. Let's see what he can do in my system. Now, one thing I will, just to kind of finish up on the U.S. soccer uh, topic, think about it for a second. Now, of course, if, if the rumors are correct on, on the Mexico side, they're hiring Tata. 
So you mean so you have a you have a national team right next to us that's taken seriously to get a guy like Tata, and you mean to tell me that we couldn't get the pedigree? But yeah, I mean, but U.S. soccer just doesn't realize what they have until it's gone. How many players have we lost in the Mexican system? Yeah. Like you know what I mean? So now we're losing coaches to the Mexican system. Yeah. It's just the people that we have in place in our system are just they just don't know what the fuck they're looking for. Tell us how you really feel. Hey man. Because because this this week uh, Oscar Perea of SC Dallas uh, they they decided to Gucci part ways. He gone. He's supposed to be going to Tijuana. Uh, in Mexico League. Uh You had actually we already talked about Justin Marsh. He's he's shining boots in Germany. Patrick Vieira, uh, he went back home to Nice. Where he at? OG Nice? Yeah, yeah. Nice. And Tata. Tata. Tata's heading, heading to Mexico, uh, allegedly so-called and all that good stuff. But, uh, you know, it, it it does shine a little bit positive on, on MLS. You know, at least that you know that they're getting noticed. Yeah. It's just that, you know, obviously, one, you have two things here. One, you're losing great quality. Uh, as far as as far as the coaching goes, especially like in Perea's case, because you're talking about someone who was academy director, yep. head coach, yep. also played for them. Yep. Like you're talking about someone who actually you know had a built helped build that program. You have here in Atlanta, you have Tata who helped build that program, build our program, and even even with uh, with Marsh, you know, like a lot of a lot of where they are now is largely built off of how he helped cultivate a a new foundation for for the Red Bulls and like you can't I think that the important thing for these club for each team is that you have to you have to find some way of continuity continuity so that you know you take that foundation and of course you try to build build on top of that. So that means you have to be real selective as far as who you decide to go with next. Well I, I think part of it too is like all the outside clubs that are kind of poaching our coaches or whatever mm -hmm. I think a lot of it is because they're recognizing that these coaches have done more with less Yeah, and the fact that the MLS is uniquely different compared to any other league right. that's in the world right. and the fact that like if you can explain to me how our salary system goes and Gam, the tang. tag and this and that whatever <laughs> if you can explain to me I will pay you a hundred bucks right now if you can explain to all the different levels. Like I, can, I, I, saw, I still don't understand. I saw a flow chart that came out. I think it was I don't know if it was this at the beginning of this season or, or last season, and it literally was like talking about like endless scenarios. It's like I cannot understand, and, man. You know, you, you and to deal with that and to manage that as a coach, be successful, yeah. And of course, now now mind you, uh, from what. Uh, the league said, well, an article from The Athletic came out uh, yesterday talking about they're actually trying to make some changes to the league where, you know, you have an earlier start in the season and, you, and we might be ending probably like right around now, you know, mm -hmm. as far as the end of the season instead of having to wait until December. And, you know, at least I will give MLS credit on this and, like, you know, they're not just – because I, I think they recognize that the current system as current structure as as far as the schedule goes isn't working so right. they have to and of course you also have the bigger 2022 in mind when because the world cup would be in december that, yeah. And, yeah and that's that'll be right when our mls cup would normally be so uh they're talking about increasing the playoff bill which annoys me to no end yeah i don't know but, why they would do that seven seven eight side yeah yeah but honestly it, it like for the like 
MLS like playoffs. It, like I said last episode, anybody listened to the last episode, shorten it, have it in earlier, mm-hmm. and like honestly, like make more quality in the playoffs. Like make it worth more to getting into the playoffs. Yeah. Like I don't know if it's like you get get home like higher seeds, your home mm-hmm. or something like that. It's gonna be good for MLS. I read the article. I think it's gonna be good. And the thing about MLS, a lot of people shit on our league and things like that, but they are always open to change. Premier League is getting VAR now. We've had VAR for two years. You know what I mean? It's kind of janky, though. Yeah, it is janky, but it's like it's things that you need to make the game better. Right. But MLS isn't afraid to pivot because they know that our fans understand that we want a better quality system here. Yeah. And like, we, like we still, still don't get PR though. That's what, that's what the story. Is. That's a different episode, different yeah. day. But like, honestly, like I really think like we need a balanced system. We need a better schedule. And honestly, we have to stop diluting our teams with expansion. Like, so, yeah. I don't know. What you think, what you think Sean? Uh, I was going to say, uh, I mean, do you think, how many how many teams do you think we, we we're at a nice, I guess, a nice side. <laughs> honestly, but, I, I think, mean, how big can we actually be? I, I think I we have too many teams. Yeah, too many. I think MLS I, has too many too teams. Many, too many. And it's like, but it's like, if people are throwing $500 million checks at you, they ain't going to not take them. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's so like, I, it's like I, yeah, it's like, I get what Don Garber's doing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, it's like a wise man, Clay Davis, once said, I'll take any motherfucker's money that's <laughs> Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but great. But like, it's but, real. But that's the thing, though, because, you know, I, with with everything that happened with the Austin Columbus situation, uh, I think that pretty much clinched that you're going to see. Of course, right now that the limit is is 28. I think you're probably going to see even more than that. Uh, 32. I think that. 32, yeah. I think it's even going to go beyond that. I think, I think that what you Stupid. what you I think as far as a uh, one division team, a one division league. I'm sorry. Uh, 28, 32 is way too much. I think mm-hmm. they have to get to a point where a split has to happen just because, you know, you, you have to figure out a way to to curb on, on how to increase the quality. Mm-hmm. And the only way to do that is to make the field even more limited. And if you can get to a size of where you can split it up to like 36 or maybe even 40 <coughs> teams, you know, that might work. That is pretty, <laughs> but it's pretty I, big. I'm telling you, didn't like that answer. Nah, but I remember a former episode, probably the first episode, we yeah. were second. We were talking about the the field that we currently have, where mm. we're going, mm. and the markets that we're going into. Like, I feel like we're at a good place now because all the extra markets that they want to explore. It's like, all right, what is the competitive advantage of going into these particular markets yeah, that they're like, exploring? We, we like, don't need an MLS team in Scranton. Like, we don't. Like, like, <laughs> Save that for League Two. Right. <laughs> but see, that's a, but like we said, like USL, honestly, the way USL broke that thing up, mm-hmm. MLS needs to look deep in their soul and say, yo, we need to do the same thing. And like, honestly, MLS should just buy USL and then just split it up that way. Like, you know, the funny thing there is that, you know, with, of course, for those who who haven't um, already known, USL, they've reformed, uh, t- so to speak, uh, go starting next year. Uh, you'll have the US, the regular USL league will become US, USL Championship. Uh, they also are creating a D3 league called League One and a D4 league called League Two. 
I know it sounds confusing to two means four. I I get that, <laughs> but uh, I think that with the amount of growth that they've been able to uh, to show just in the past five years, I think that you know for not just for their own league but also for MLS, I think that you know you'll see a development of markets that that wasn't always there before. Of course, you know we have Cincinnati coming in next year. We'll have um, Nashville. Nashville. We'll have Nashville coming in in, uh, in a couple of years. Austin. You know, so Miami, Austin. So you'll you'll oh, definitely fuck. have. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> These people still haven't started. Oh my god! That's how many teams we have. Still There's still like four people that still haven't even kicked the ball yet. Yeah. And we're still looking at expansion teams. Yeah. And and, and, it, and it's crazy. And I think that, you know, and like I said, at some point you're gonna have to say that okay. Even for the amount of players that we can bring into the league and keep it, you know, exciting, you know, we want to be able to, you know, kind of bottom it up, so, so to speak, and say, okay, let's have 20 or 22 teams and say, okay, this is our first division team, Absolutely. first division league, and, you know, everyone else, you know, can fight. Like I said, like, I, I, I know we're going to have a, a, a promotion relegation episode pretty soon, and <laughs> we'll go into that in more we'll detail. We'll do that in off-season. We'll do that in off-season. Oh, I, I think it's going to be a Christmas episode. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, hey, the gift that keeps, keeps on, on giving. giving. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. <laughs> but, like I said, we, we, we'll, we'll go into that in much more detail um, um, back back uh, at that point. But uh, uh, what, what else has been going on, man? Uh, I know you were talking about uh, the the salt bay. Listen, listen, we hey, we want to do like we should do. We should add a segment like for the culture. We should call that when we look at like soccer culture and like how it intersects with like hip hop culture, black culture. It's like Salt Bay, Messi and Pogba went to Salt Bay's restaurant this weekend. What the hell? Pogba did it better. First of all, Pogba did it better. First of all, well done. Listen, do y'all remember when before Messi got tattoos? Messi has been a dork his whole life. Yeah, he has, man. It is yeah. like, I remember the first game I saw him with tattoos. It blew my mind. Listen, like, it was one of those like, like subtle transitions. Like, okay, he got one tattoo hey, here, one tattoo there. Like, he had a full sleeve. It's like overnight. Listen, in Bieber mode. That's right, listen. I thought Benzema like, just like, jumped him in the gang or something. I was like, he just woke up overnight, tatted up. I was like, okay. Yeah, messy gang gang now. All right. <laughs> that, I mean, like, because it was a Champions League game, and I was like, where did all these tech cup? I'm thinking at first it's like, is he wearing like some type of like base layer sleeve? Like, no, those are tats, fam. I'm like, oh my Damn. god, like, like he just went just he went ham with it. And he got tattoos. He got tattoos late life. Like most of us get tattoos at like 17, 18. That's was like 28 and got tattoos. And then, if I'm mistaken, he was changing the hair color and the haircuts, right? Yeah. I think that's when he was messing with that young man. Man, listen, like 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 the past couple years, you know, like say he had the beard, he had the blonde hair. Yeah, he's been going through some changes. <laughs> but look, but Pogba went in there with the swag, cool as hell. Hey, Pogba. So, like, this is how you're going to The first off, uh, there's just one picture of him where he's talking to Messi, 
and he just looked like he just like Yo, poured all, all his. So all, well, all, let's, all let's, speculate, let's speculate on that. Was he was he was he getting deep and down with him? Like man, look at man. Listen, Jose is messy yeah. Listen, in my mind. Like, Messi was selling him on Barcelona. <laughs> hey, Pogba go. He was looking at him like it's really like that over there. Oh my god, <laughs> I never knew it. Have that freedom. <laughs> you have all that freedom over there. Yeah. So yes. Yes, beaches and 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 candy and everything you ever want. It definitely looked like he was definitely like Pogba. Pogba was in I got love. Up to you, man. Pogba was in love. Yeah. Like if, like if if he shows up in in Blavrana next next summer, I'll be like, you know, it's next to Salt Bay. That's it. He's hey, he sprinkled a bit of Pogba on that thing. Thought you the man so now. Upset. Just wait. So upset. Just wait. Hey, He's but hey, but did y'all hear our your boy Lukaku freestyle? Okay. Hey, y'all saw that. I didn't see. Listen, so. hold on, hold on. Let, let me see. If I get this on the mic, there's some drip on. None of my friends speak. We all trying to win, but then again, maybe it's for the best. No shit. <laughs> oh God. Listen, Yo, bring that back. Bring that back. <laughs> listen, Lukaku. Listen, you got I, bars. Listen, bars, yo, son. I need a moment on that. Bars, <laughs> son. <laughs> yo, he, yo, seriously, like he's getting on some MHD. Oh, I'm gonna get that. That's Malibu's most wanted. Get that French rap, man. Oh. Hey, but you know what I'm saying? Like, is that that? It, it's Frank talking about for the culture. It's yeah. crazy. It, it's more the culture. It's crazy that's, 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 how our culture uh, has just imprinted over there within Europe. And as far as like, you know, with that, they got the Afro trap over there, especially yeah. big in France and everything. Yeah. If you go to Belgium, like, and especially, you know, I think uh, Lukaku, he's a, what, Congolese parents or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so. A man's coming from that. He's, he's coming from the streets, man. Yeah, but see, yeah. like, like I was thinking about this but the other day. But he's scoring goals, man. Like, I need some goals from Man United, soccer man. Players, <laughs> soccer players in Europe are like our NBA players. Like, oh, absolutely. Think, think about the NBA in like the late 90s, early 2000s. Like clothing lines, everybody that was a rapper. Oh, these, shoot. Things like that. I, oh, wait, 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 wait. Kobe still had the best bars on that Brian McKnight song. Stop that. Kobe had bars on that, man. Kobe had bars on that Brian McKnight song, man. Are you kidding me? Not you, bar. See, Kobe, man. That thing. Whoever thought of, of doing that song? Yo, Dude, that video was classic, too. Whoever thought of doing that video? Wasn't Tara Banks in that video, too? Something like that? Yeah, that was a good video. Look, look on YouTube, find the video. <laughs> yo, yo, who bought the album? But seriously though, it is so like it's so dope that like these young soccer players can like be themselves in this day and age. Like they love hip hop, they love clothes, they love shoes. And like they can like invest in it and like do it. Like that's like what the culture's about. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy all the other cultures are like instead of like those other people they're aspiring to be. Like you hear the little kids, little you know, Spanish Spanish kids and English kids like, I wanna be like Pogba. I wanna yeah. be like you know what yeah. I'm saying? They they aspire to be, yeah. Yeah. you know, the people that look like us, you know, and and that's that's a I, I saw beautiful. A, it's gorgeous. Beautiful. I saw a video of some some kids in Eastern Europe on a car with money, like rapping, and I was like, yo, like this is crazy, like how 
hip-hop has become pop music. It's like, yeah. it's pop, it really basically. Has. It's, it's, the it's, new it's pop. pop. It's like Backstreet Boys was popping in the 2000s, but it's like now it's like 21 Savage is new back book. Well, yeah. No, Amigo. Amigo. But then you, speaking of Amigo, didn't you go to the, the, the Drake and Amigo's concert? I, I did. I was at the Drake and Amigo's concert. Tell us about that. <laughs> what's the live report? Listen, listen. Report live from the culture. It, listen, if you went to the, the Drake concert, any other city, it was a great show. Like there was a lot of energy, a lot of beautiful women in the building. Like that's the thing about like like Drake. He brings everybody out. It really felt like an Atlanta United game. Like I saw white guys over there like rapping every song. Eastern European dude over there rapping. I was like, it was beautiful, man. I was just sitting there in awe. <laughs> it really was. Can, can I be an old man in the rocking chair? Go ahead, man. Let me, get, let me get my rocking chair. All right. It, so I've seen Drake. At um, uh, what's it called um, oh, what's the music event here in Atlanta? Oh, Ace, Ace, no, not Ace, Ace, no, um, one, Piedmont Park, Music Midtown, Music Midtown. There we go. See, old man. See, the memory's like old man. Got you, got you, bald man. Gray hair. No, that's just wisdom. Exactly, exactly. So, but anyway, but like this has been my thing as far as you know. You want to talk about culture and everything like that? The fact that like some of these artists. Are coming out, jumping around on stage. I, see, I'm sounding like an old man. I, I know I sound like an old man, but jumping around on stage with no live band, I got an issue with that. I'm paying, I don't know how much you pay for your ticket, but if I'm paying $100, $200 for your ticket, I'm going to need more than you just jumping around on stage, and I'm going to need more than guest appearances. I need a live band. I need a full like remix list. You want the experience. I need something different than what I can do playing a CD. You're not down with the button pushing. Seriously, man. Like, <laughs> and, and, that's, and that's the old man. I'm sorry, but I need live band experience, man. I'm I mean, sorry. would you do with a uh, like a, 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 a scratch, a DJ that scratches? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, man. Like, I grew up. Dude, about bro, to say, Airbnb like, like going to a big boy show, Outkast. Yeah, show, you know, you bro, got, I've been, I've been all the yeah, Dungeon Fam all, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is a real show, and they'll have the special guests come on too. You, you just can't do the yeah. push the press button. play. Come on, man, you have, and dances you, and everything. You, oh, you, you know what I'm saying? But still, my all-time favorite concert was a uh, was twentieth uh, anniversary of Outkast out here. Since yes, sir, March. I was there too, baby. Man, listen, I was on that Friday night. I was up there. The original show, the original. Mind you, I was on the. I can't. I, I got my ticket at like the very last minute. Shout out to St. Christina. I still love you to death. And like that was like first of all, uh, Outcast was like bucket list for me. Like my first ever CD was Equimini. Yep. And so to be able to see them live in Atlanta of all places, that was like Centennial. some dream, some Centennial. dream kind, dream come true type of shit. And like so, pretty much like every like of course to what you were saying, you know. I definitely appreciate live bands. I definitely appreciate, you know, just being able to when you when you get when you hear the music along with the words, like you, you feel something different. Mm -hmm. And like it's just it's one of those things where, you know, you, of course when you sing you when you rap into the song and and you and you hear that beat and, and it, it gives you a different feeling, like, you know, I, I haven't been to a Drake concert, you know. I, I ain't got that money like like, like Ringo does, but you know, I think I I, I get where I get where you're coming from, you know, because of course you know, of course they got the flying car and everything like that's that's all cool yeah, and shit. But, yeah. but you know, it, it's it's different shows for, it's for different folks, I guess. You know, we actually forgot. Let's get back on soccer, Joe. Oh, my man. <laughs> coach, man. Coach, coach, coach. You know, we forgot though. We got we got conference finals this week. We do. 
So, so of course, you know, of course, our boys are up, up, up in there. Of course, we finally got, you know, our Red Bulls. Uh, in the West, we got Portland and, and uh, Sporting KC. Uh, how how y'all feeling about this, man? Mm. Go ahead, Rashad. This Portland Sporting KC, you guys remember 2015? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the crazy, uh, what, 11 yeah. round shootout? Yeah, it was wild. Yeah. Ah. You want that again? I want that again. <laughs> that was epic. I, I don't. I, I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't it, think it's gonna happen. But I want year. something like that again. That was. That was entertaining. Look, that my, was... Listen, my my soccer brain is like KC gonna wash them, mm -hmm. but my heart is like Portland is going to come in and whoop that ass. Like I, I got a feeling. I got. I got like a, like yeah. Portland for some reason, them boys dig deep. Like they play with they city on their back. So like they, Kansas City, they better not go in there with their head. I've, I've told y'all every episode, don't sleep on Geo. Yeah. Don't sleep on Geo. I said that's that's Mr. October, you yeah. know. And of course it's November now, but still, like, like come playoff time. I'll see where he was going with that. Come playoff time, like he sh like he sh he shows up yeah. and uh, uh it's, it's the, the first game is in Portland, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that you know. If they if they start strong, I think they're gonna finish strong. Uh, I, I still stick with my prediction that uh, Portland should be able to get through that. What about, what about so you are we all saying all four are saying Portland? Because I've said I've said, I, said I, since week one. I've said since the first week of the playoffs, Portland was coming through. Well, yes, Portland. I you know I I want to be I want to be contrarian, but I really feel Kansas City they're gonna get popped in the mouth and get my only fear though is this this international break. You know, Portland's been running with this momentum mm -hmm. and this international break, which we talked about with the schedule and everything. Now, shouts out to you, Greg. I still think you have one of the best ideas though. What's up? That the tradition of having the MLS final at home? No, on the neutral. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Oh, oh, oh. I, 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 see, I thought about that, especially with the stuff that came out uh, this week about the schedule changes. If they did it right, Black I said Black Friday. Black Friday, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like that would be dope. That would be dope. Can't have a final Friday. Saturday. Saturday could Friday, Saturday, either way. I can't do it on Friday. But but here's the thing though, because of course you always have to you gotta go more Drake concerts? Yes. No, but it's you gotta make it an event. It's gotta be on the weekend where you can barbecue and have bananas. Who's barbecue in November? But that's the thing though. Yeah, I'm gonna south. Ain't no stopping the barbecue now. The way it was said last week, I don't know about that one. But uh but now here's the thing though, because like course, you know, you're you're already home anyway for Thanksgiving anyway. Right. And then uh, Black Friday, of course, you know, you, you know your mamas and your aunties and, and your sisters, they're all shopping and everything. And so shout out to Dee, by the way, she ain't here this week, but that's okay. But um, I think that um, what you, on, on doing it on Fridays, everyone's already home anyway. So, of course, you, so you will have the audience there at home, there to be able to watch, watch the game. Of course, you already have people already in town visiting families, so you already have, you know, people who are there to, that's able to go to the game. And, you know, you could do it on Saturday, and that'd be cool, but of course you still have to wrestle with college football, especially like, yeah. especially on this weekend where you have all the, the yeah, big rivalry rivalries. games. Yeah. Uh, you still got to wrestle with the, with the, uh, with the NFL on, on Sunday and Monday. Mind you, 
I, I haven't watched that much football this season, but I watched the Monday night game last night. Oh my God, that yeah. that mess was insane. Yeah, that, no. I, my, my, the, the word I used last night was absurd. But anyway, she <laughs> uh, felt like a game of Madden. <laughs> it was different, different sport, different time. Yeah. Go ahead. But uh, <laughs> I, I think if you put it on on that on that Friday, you know, if there's any data that probably would work for MLS. I think it will be that Friday. Like I said, you can you can risk it and try to do it on, on that Saturday, but I think that if you do it just right, especially if, if you carry the hype going into that week, yeah, it could work. Yeah, and, and then being on that Thursday, you know, you usually have at least what two NFL games. Shit, right now they they do like four. It's, yeah, it's got big, yeah. so you don't have to worry about trying to fit them between a time slot, and then you have to figure out what network you're gonna carry. Yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. you don't have to worry about that. Uh, you, would you suppose a Friday in primetime? Like oh yeah, Friday night. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. It's such a weird night for sports. <laughs> it, 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 it's a. Weird... But I can see where you're like. Yeah, but is. no, it makes sense. Like listening yeah. to you, like break yeah. it down. Yeah. I can like Friday fits MLS where we are. With Hopefully, our team. I would have like, finished I, like, all my shopping. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, no broken like, yeah, yeah, Don't do it like at two o'clock. Oh man. Yeah, you can't do it. Like you need time to go shop, do your thing. And then go, get home, and I said eight o'clock is 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 good to go. So hopefully your side is the side that wins, so you feel better about yeah, how much all money, money you spent. Yeah, because <laughs> you like between, between gambling and online shopping, you ain't gonna make make, make the money. Like, you know, yeah, time culture, time oh. out. So the fact that y'all are prioritizing shopping and Drake concerts. I got some. I, I'm sorry, y'all. Hey man, I love soccer. I like, didn't make the Drake who, concert. I'm who sorry. are y'all? No, who are y'all? Y'all prioritizing soccer. I mean, shopping over soccer. No, or I, Drake concerts over I, soccer. I, I, man. Who are we? Who I are we now? Tied, I put. I put. I put in most cup. Oh, it's really good into my shopping time. You know. <laughs> no, no, then no, I got to go Drake concert. Auntie, I'm thinking about the auntie. I'm thinking about the general. Me and Jacquees, you know, we on that concert. We talking about the general soccer fan, not us. All right. Oh my God, <laughs> who are we now? We're not leaving. Hey, we are. <laughs> <laughs> who are we? Well, all right, all right. Look, look, listen. I'll bring it back. Eastern Conference Finals. We have the Atlanta United, mm -hmm. the Red and the Blacks versus the Metro Stars, mm. aka the Red Bulls, former Red and Blacks. Metro like, song. gives you wings. Like, you know, <laughs> who do you guys like? We all are Atlanta United supporters. This is some soul-searching conversation here. So, and listen, y'all have waited about an hour for this. All right, so I'm let's gonna, get I'm into it. I'm starting. To, I said this last podcast, I think mm -hmm. it was, and I really think that the fact that we have the first home game mm -hmm. is going to play to our benefit. And the fact that because we are a high-energy team that plays well in our home, mm -hmm. that is going to do us well as far as getting the goal differentials go. Yeah. Now, when we go up to New Jersey, New York, whatever you want to call it up there, whatever they call themselves up there, the fact that if we go up there and we can lock it in, park bus even, which we don't do well, actually, but if we get enough goal lead in our first leg, I think it'll do us well. But, God dang it, like, I mean, Tyler Adams, Tyler, I'm, I'm a fan of Tyler Adams, like, that dude's a trip. That kid is good. That boy's a beast. Yeah. That boy's a beast. And the way, good. like, he's picking out passes now and everything like that, and he gets BWP, 
if they get it going, that is a they, very tall order. God. So the key to Atlanta United success, um, I, I I said it before, it's how do we deal with the Red Bull press? Tata is going to have to dig into his coaching days in, in over there in Spain, and really we are going to have to move the hell out of that ball. So like as soon as someone's on us, we're gonna have to move that ball, and we're going to have to be able to connect these passes. And honestly, Joseph like honestly, Joseph Martinez is gonna have to show up. He he's gonna have to show up because they're going to press the fuck out of Miggy, and Joseph's gonna have to help relieve a little bit of that pressure. Actually, I think that X factors in in that matchup, especially you know if if we want um, the attack to to get off, is actually. Uh, it, whether they're on the field at the same time or separately is Barco and Tito. I, I think that with so much focus probably going to be locked into uh, Joseph and, and, and Miggy, you're going to need, need an option outside uh, outside that to really take attention away from. You can't where you, you can't focus strictly on them. So of course now uh, Tito's healthy. Uh, Nagby just got I got back into training by the way. I think uh, uh, Larry's back back in um, back in training as well. Like we have, you know, our full deck available. So I I think that in itself will be big for us to where you know we're not necessarily limited as far as like what we can provide. Um, do I think that you know we can get? Through? I, I, hell yeah, I, I, I think so. I, I think you know having that first leg at home is going to be big, and like. Like it's kind of like the opposite effect of what happened in, in the last round, where it was good that we had right. the the yeah. home the the away leg first. I think that the fact that we have our home leg first, we can kind of set the tone mm -hmm. and you know kind of hit them in the mouth. I agree. And if if we're able to do that, I I like our chances. If if we end up with like a grinder or it's like a, like a one one draw, you know that like I said that that's that's jersey good. that jersey leg's gonna be real tough. That's gonna be that's not gonna look good. For it's us. not gonna be impossible, but I think that you know it's, it's it's gonna be tough. So like we really have to hit them in the in the mouth real real good because like you saw what happened with uh, Columbus and uh, when when they played, but they they had that yeah. lead going into the second leg. And they went into Jersey and got and got smacked, mollywopped. And though, know, like I think that we have a better team that's suited to be able to withstand that. But at the same time, that still depends on how how well we do in that first leg. Yeah, no lead is a safe lead. Not not with them like, right like, now. With them, because yeah. like, if every, like I said, every, every I think everyone's healthy on their side. Everyone's healthy on, on on our side. So really, just comes down to really execution and and. and Really attacking the game plan the way that you that you want to. Because of course, you know people adjust all the time, and people will be like, "Okay, you know this doesn't work, and let's 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 do this." But uh, it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be real tough. I, I I think that you know I, obviously it's going to be decided in the second leg. But I think that you know if we're going to win, it's because of what we do in the, in, in the first leg. It's a, I mean, it's, it's a great matchup. The fact that, like, both teams have great strikers. Both teams have great keepers. Mm -hmm. Both teams are, you know, obviously we duped it out to get the support show, and they, you know, they got us or whatever. I mean, like, it's... Conspiracy. <laughs> Conspiracy. <laughs> Conspiracy. <laughs> and you know, and no, we don't have to worry about Gagger, right? Because you know, because he, cause he lives in Jersey, so he can't... He yeah, can't he can't rep. Yeah, yeah, he can't rep. We're good. Yeah. 
Yeah. Good on that side. But so. it's, it's a great matchup. I mean, this is what we want. One yeah. versus two. And, and I two think that, you weights. know, like, if you were to tell a story as far as, like, how our season went, I don't think that they, they could really end with any other team, at least on part of the East Coast, than the Red Bulls. This story was written in Greek mythology. Oh, God. Achilles and the bull. If you look at the stars, here we go. Achilles, he was from the south. Okay. All right. Okay? Mm -hmm. He had a charging bull coming from him, okay. right? All right. Which is the Taurus bull. Look at right. the stars. Y'all, look at the sky tonight. Okay. Listen to this episode. Look at the stars. I can't see. All okay? smog. Yeah, it's, listen, Atlanta, I, all if smog. you live outside of Atlanta, you can see stars. It's all smog, man. So Achilles <laughs> battles the bull. Like, this right here is what it's about. And well, this is the stories well, that they should be telling to the youth. Tell but them. they ain't telling them. Well, this is what the Eastern Conference is about. Tell it, brother. All right? All right, soccer team. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen, I don't care where you at. I need you glued to the TV watching these two games. Like, this is what it's about. It's the playoffs, baby. It's cold. Playoffs? Is it playoffs? Playoffs? Playoffs. Man, before we wrap up here, man, <laughs> I know you saw these, uh, these uh, uh, soccer football jerseys, right? Uh, the ones with uh, PSG yeah. and Barcelona. You me up, man. Listen, listen, listen. Me up, man. First of all, first football of all. to football. Listen, it, it only up. works in one direction, in my opinion. <laughs> first of all, I thought it was pretty cool that they, the fact they did it in the first place. Because usually all you see, like you see anyone who follows the game like that, you see concepts all day long, whether it's a NBA, NFL. They, It's always like, like a... X team as a soccer team and all that. Like you rarely see it as a soccer team as any other sport yeah. like that. So I think that part was cool. Um, but you know, I said I know Coach still <sighs> goes a little differently. But I like it's, the execution at least of the PSG jersey and the Barcelona jersey. I like because at least I like how they execute. I like how they did the stripes. But uh, like the the the, P, the Spurs one and the giant and the, no, not the Giants. The Chelsea jersey because it looks like the New York Giants. My bad, <laughs> my bad. And and Spurs look like Penn State. But hey, Tishy's Devils coach. Tishy's Devils. So here we go. All right, <laughs> for the culture. All right, that's what we about, right? Uh, okay. So the fact that like, especially being here in the states, mm -hmm. the football culture has shitted upon the soccer culture. In a lot of I ways, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially being here in Georgia, football is religion. Yeah. So there's part of that for me as it goes so there's that part the football culture and the soccer culture has never really gelled well together mm -hmm. so the fact that like soccer should be played in the fall as far as high school and college and everything like that it goes it should it should be but it's not here in georgia because football is religion you know the sec doesn't even have been thank you so we're not so oh, thank you brother thank you so the fact we're going with that and so now you're going to gel my culture <laughs> with the culture that has shitted upon my culture mm. all this time and you gonna try to profit off me nah bro i can't deal with that not on my watch no and the fact that also these jerseys well especially growing up in atlanta hood and stuff like that you see so many like cheap ass jerseys mm. people make and they gel them all together or whatever like you've seen those jerseys where people like mix all the Atlanta Hawks jerseys together and stuff like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. man you got that from Greenbrier Mall man come on now <laughs> come on now I love Greenbrier I love, I love Greenbrier I live down the street you sure that was West End man bruh let me tell you let's go so 
that that's what, when I first saw these jerseys. That's the first thing I thought about. I was like, these look like the jerseys I used to see at you know at the kiosk up in Greenbrier. You know what I'm that's saying? That's that middle of the mall type. That's thing. what I'm saying. Oh god! And so when I saw these jerseys. You know, that's my first thought. And so the second thought, I was like, well, football culture is still in soccer culture again. I mean, right now we hot. Soccer is hot right now. And y'all want to steal off it. NFL struggling. Y'all want to get off of us. Okay, cool. Back then, they didn't so, own me. Exactly. Now we hot. Now we hot. me. So that's, that's my issue with this, man. No. No, I'm not supporting it. Nah. I'm a Kaepernick, man. I'm the, I'm. I'm I'm taking a knee. Taking a knee on the jersey. I'm taking a knee on the jersey. Taking a knee on the jersey. I'm done. Yo, Take it I'm out. Man, listen. Yo, this is a crazy ass episode. <laughs> and, I, and I love this shit, man. Uh, of course, you can always find us on social media, on uh, Twitter, Instagram, pretty much everywhere at, at FTCUTD. Uh, we're, we're available on iTunes, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts. We are every, like, everywhere. And, and like, matter of fact, we, we just hooked up with Anchor. They got us hooked up pretty well so like if there's any podcast app that's that you haven't seen us on hit us up we'll hook it up and all that but for the culture for Ringo for coach for Shy this Grego what you got Ringo I was just gonna say I know you look I know you leaving but seriously if you fuck with us man I need you to tell everybody about for the culture podcast we out here. You, we, we're on all the platforms, so no one has an excuse not to listen to us, man. So seriously, write reviews, tweet us. Uh, like we really want to engage with y'all. I don't care what it's about. Just add us, man. You see anything that's culture-like, just add us, yo. Find us at FTC UTD. So we got Grego, Coach Tony, Ringo, Shad. This for the culture podcast. And we out. Buy a CD at Green Brown Mall. <laughs> <laughs>